0: This is Amber, and
1: this is Shannon,
0: and you're listening to Glen Twin Beach, the Chicken Fanatics Podcast.
1: It's fucking great. everybody and welcome to episode 21 of the twin, twin beaks chicken podcast. That's right. This is the episode where it's now okay to hand out margaritas to your chickens. We're at episode 21. Welcome to the show. So, how are you doing, Amber?
0: I'm doing pretty good. All
1: right. <laughs> Let's see here. What has been going on with our chickens lately?
0: Well, we started building the chicken coop.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep.
0: that's the biggest thing. That's where we left off on our last episode. Was just talking about getting started with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I haven't. Uh, Amber decided that she didn't want to leave uh, the chickens here in the chicken tractor, and I can't say I blame her because it's been really hot up here, mm-hmm. and uh, we we seem to have a lot. Of trees here, but for some somehow, well, I guess it's just when it's noon. There's not a lot of shade. Yeah, yeah, is the thing. So you know, not wanting to leave our chickens in a cage in the middle of the yard in the blazing sun, um, we opted to take them back to yeah. Oakland. Which I think we wouldn't have had. We we didn't have to do that, but it just seemed more comfortable uh, for them because it's much cooler there. Um, There isn't a lot of reason not to.
0: I didn't feel that the uh, chicken tractor was quite as predator proof as I would like it to leave them out there overnight.
1: Yeah, I'm convinced it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, I'm not going to be in the position where I insist it's fine and then I'm wrong and then I get to feel guilty for the rest of my life you know so you know Amber's not comfortable with that that's cool I think it's probably better for him because the heat is kind of intense here and because Amber goes back to Oakland to work and that leaves me to work on the house and take care of chickens so I don't mind having not having the responsibility rather yeah yeah Um,
0: so my daughter and um, our housemate in Oakland, they take care of the chickens and they get all the eggs. So, and I still pay for the feed and stuff. So.
1: Has anything exciting been happening to them down there? In, uh
0: Truthfully, no, no, they're just being chickens. The concrete jungle. <laughs> they're they're happy being chickens, and That's good. everything's working out. And.
1: And our uh, one. Broody psycho that keeps trying to hop over the fence She's
0: still a broody psycho And she just can't get it out of her system Yeah, kind of as soon as we got back to Oakland I noticed she started sitting in there again Again. Yeah, there's something up with her I don't know what's going on She's just Determined Yeah, really broody Uh Uh-huh Yeah
1: You know, it it makes me Hmm Well, I was just thinking It makes me want to try putting a chick under them Oh, yeah. that's what they say to do. Yeah. And just because I think that would sort of complete their cycle. Yeah. Instead of all of the breaking techniques, which make them want to go back into it. If the chick pops out, they go, Mm -hmm. "Okay, I'm done.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: I have had hens that they pop out a clutch and then they go back into being broody. But yeah, I had this one. She was just.
0: And what happens to the Militant. chicks that she hatches?
1: She raises them up until they're autonomous, and then that's like then right back to the nest. Think mm-hmm. like quail, yeah. you know, when okay. you see them out in nature, mm-hmm. quailuds, I like to call quaaludes. them. <laughs> yeah, the little tiny guys. Well, I got... do you
0: feel very relaxed when I see them. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true, huh? Yes. Mm, quailuds. Um <laughs> Yeah, kid show. Hey man, you got any um, quails? Yeah. <laughs> so um. No, but anyway, you know, like they're old enough to probably survive out in nature like we saw in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then she just went back on to uh-huh. a- another clutch and yeah. another clutch. But most of the time they do one and then that's, they're right. they're good.
0: We're just kind of maxed out on chickens. So I wish I yeah, could that's do that the too. Problem. And that makes I me think love that.
1: that you need to invent like a little, oh, remember we saw that weird nature documentary where they like, hide all the cameras in these robot copies of whatever animal they're oh yeah studying yeah so you need like that
0: like a robot chick
1: yeah <laughs> or yeah. i don't know i was just thinking yeah because fake ones wouldn't work i don't know hmm. anyway so that's probably it for uh what's been going on with our
0: yeah our it's been pretty chill
1: crowd yeah, yeah. well that's good we I got we,
0: happy hands they're healthy none of them are showing any signs of illness and we just got some that are broody but mostly pretty doing pretty just good. Mhm.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we should watch for her not hopping over the fence again. Yeah. <laughs> um now, let's see. Well then, why don't we see what Amber has in her cabinets?
0: Yes, the cabinet of chicken curiosities is here once more, and I have some interesting uh New articles for you. <laughs> and um, the first one is about how scientists are editing the DNA of chickens. Uh-huh. Um, and let me kind of explain how... Spelling errors. <laughs> yeah, there's some... Chicken scratch. They were supposed to be dinosaurs, but...
1: They yeah. were supposed to no, be dinosaurs?
0: Whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> go on, go on.
0: <laughs> anyway... Uh, how how DNA works, it'd be helpful to understand somewhat before I go into what scientists are doing. DNA, um, you know, our ancestors started with a certain DNA blueprint, and as time goes on, there's little mutations in the DNA that um, change a person's characteristics and make them different, and this goes on and on, so they this is how they can actually trace your ancestry back is through little mutations and variations that um, vary from our most distant ancestors and our DNA is mostly the same except for those tiny little things and chickens are really no different. Um, They are some of our only uh, and birds too are some of our only uh, living relatives of the dinosaurs and they're um, the the only ones that survived and passed on their uh, DNA till current times and so they they have the same DNA as um, their distant relatives and what they do is they try to um, snip out the little mutations in it that make them chickens like birds because they the, one of the main differences between a lot of the um, you know the Tyrannosaurus rex and the chicken, which they are related, is the beak, like the facial uh, construction and the way way that its uh, develops. And uh, apparently the um, in the early stages of bird evolution, that there's these twin bones that would form the snout in dinosaurs and reptiles. And with birds that grew longer and joined together, so they took that DNA out. They blocked certain proteins in the developing eggs and uh, watched how they developed. And um, they actually developed like a snout, kind of like a little dinosaur. And um, they didn't—they didn't actually hatch them because they didn't write it into the yeah. you know proposal for their experiment. But um the scientists who did it said they thought they'd they would have no problem surviving. So
1: That's it's, wild.
0: It's pretty cool. So it's
1: sort of like they're reverse engineering chickens back into dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, cuz all the DNA That's from the most wild. distant ancestors are there. They're just trying to figure out what the mutations were. And I think they've done this with the feet too, like raised them so that they had little dinosaur more like feet. little dinosaur feet and stuff. Oh, wow. And that they look um even though they haven't hatched them, you can tell in the egg that they look kind of like um, little velociraptors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's going to be the, the future trendy pet, little <laughs> chicken-sized velociraptor. A
0: little chicken dinosaur.
1: Yeah, yeah I can so see So that's
0: it. pretty interesting and strange.
1: Yeah, speaking of strange, let me just jump in with a, uh, another news story mm. that doesn't really have to do with chickens, but if people are into dinosaurs, it's really interesting. Cool. Um, look up on Google... Dinosaur mummy. Uh-huh. They they found a dinosaur that um, is mummified, not fossilized. Yeah. Which, or it, it like mummified and then the mummy fossilized or something yeah, like that. It's
0: like every little detail, like the scales, you can all see all the skin, all the eyes, the, details, the gut everything. content. Yeah.
1: Everything. It's, it's basically a full dinosaur. Yeah. They did some, they said something like, um, I forget what it was, but basically they gave the weight of the living animal and like... then said that the uh, the that the mummy was like two thirds of that. Yeah. So basically, it just dehydrated. It's amazing, fascinating. It's anyway, so go check cool. that out if you are into yeah. that this sort of thing.
0: It's pretty amazing, and I don't know if any if everybody already knows this, but they found recently also um, some fossils of dinosaurs that they previously thought looked like reptiles and assume they had scales on them but they saw that they actually had feathers and usually the feathers decompose or didn't get caught in the impression but a lot of these have feathers and they and they did some art about uh art representing what they may have looked like and they actually (laughs) look really hilarious and not very threatening so (laughs) yeah
1: um it's just i think of all those little toy dinosaurs i used to play with when i was a Boy, mm-hmm. and i imagine them I'm all covered with feathers now
0: <laughs> it's kind of funny huh yeah. yeah that's funny so let's see oh the next article is about sentinel chickens
1: ah uh, yes yeah, sentinel chickens
0: yeah and a sentinel chicken is a chicken that's part of a flock that they the uh health department puts in strategic areas to monitor diseases like West Nile virus.
1: So this is the health department of different local municipalities. This is a thing that different municipalities do, not like there's one big government health department that has lots of chickens. Yeah. For clarity.
0: Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. So yeah so they what is
1: it what do they do with those guys
0: well they monitor them and they periodically test them for diseases that are either a threat to humans that chickens can get or Mm. threats to our poultry farms and flocks and that way they get a um the the first alarm like the canary in the gold mine or coal mine sure sure um so that they can Take action and prevent it from spreading before it spreads to humans or poultry farms. Ah. So they put them in strategic places where it's most likely to have an outbreak, like a river where there's tons of mosquitoes and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's what they do. And they, they test them periodically as a safety measure. That's pretty cool.
1: I wonder if people knew that their flock is protected by government sentinel chickens.
0: Sentinel chickens.
1: It sounds very...
0: Very serious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that's Pretty really cool. good,
1: though. I mean, and it makes a lot of sense. Like if you have a big chicken producing state mm-hmm. or, or just area, why not have on the perimeter, you know, small groups of chickens that you mm-hmm. test intensely so that mm-hmm. like they get it first yeah. before it gets into the, um, you know, 100,000 yeah, population flocks It'll and
0: definitely save a lot of lives yeah yeah
1: I, that's that's very interesting yeah. stuff yeah, I thought yeah. That was pretty cool. so um can coal mines mm-hmm. have canaries yes gold mines <laughs> use blackbirds <gasps>
0: really are you serious or are yeah, you yeah it's because
1: the canaries yellow yeah so they use those in the coal mines where they'll stand out no my I- <laughs> oh
0: shannon Oh, I'm so gullible. I fell for it again. No, that's you... pretty funny though
1: <laughs> yeah they they gotta use blackbirds in the gold mines because otherwise they won't see it.
0: Oh my God,
1: <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry.
0: I just always gotta take everyone because you know I drank too a much lot coffee of times things sound ridiculous, but you gotta ask, yeah, I might be missing out well, what if I just make some say oh nonsense i've been I might learn miss out on learning something.
1: I've taken to saying lately that the world has gotten so ridiculous, I can't recognize satire anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I just read too many scientific articles because I've heard the most bizarre things that I wouldn't be surprised if they used a blackbird in a gold mine.
1: (laughs) Well, it's like Terrence McKenna said, and everybody should know who he is. um, Mm -hmm. Life is not only stranger than you suppose, it's stranger than you can suppose. (laughs)
0: What was that other and thing he said about be- the multidimensional elf Self-transforming thing?
1: Self-transforming machine elves from hyperspace.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Self-transforming <laughs> machine chickens from hyperspace.
0: Everyone should know about Terrence McKenna. Yeah. That's very cool.
1: So what else have we got in there?
0: I just have, this isn't really an article, but I thought it was a really cool thing to share with everybody. And it's basically how to tell if your eggs are bad you have chickens you're bringing in eggs every day piling them up in a bowl and maybe you have too many chickens like we do and you get in there and wonder gosh is this the one from yesterday or the one from two weeks ago and do I dare open it and make an omelet out of that thing so here's a cool trick for for figuring this out and it's so easy you just fill up a bowl of water so that the egg has lots of room to move around in there and if the egg sinks to the bottom and lays on its side it's a very fresh, good egg. And if it sinks to the bottom and kind of one end starts kind of tipping up towards the top, it's eh, should be careful, but it's probably good in getting on the older side. And if it floats, you toss it away. So mm. that's that's a good one. How and, to
1: de-roulette your egg collection. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then beyond that, if you don't, for some reason, don't have water for maybe you're camping, I don't know why you wouldn't have water, but you can put it in a separate bowl and crack it open if it smells bad it's bad and also if the yolk is big and puffy and round and stands up and it's very like seems like it has a really strong membrane around the outside of it it's a really good fresh egg and if the yolk kind of like is watery and spreads out or like you barely touch it and it breaks um, it's probably getting on the older side Um, but that's a good thing you can do that way you don't add it straight into your frying pan and ruin everything that you're making you can you can kind of test it somewhere else and Mm -hmm. if you have too many eggs i um found out you can freeze them so all you got to do is crack them in a bowl and mix them up stick them in a freezer safe container and pop them in there um you can do the same thing with egg whites and if you want to do it with egg yolks you have to add um, cornstarch, salt, or sugar, just a pinch, to prevent the egg yolks from thickening on you. But that's that's uh, you know one thing info. I'll say
1: about that is um, when you freeze eggs, sometimes they pop open. But it's like a, you know, it's just like putting a bottle of beer in the freezer. They expand in the yeah, container. and that pops cracks open so the leave shell. a little room, but but it leaves the um, shell. Yeah, I've the, never heard any The inside of freezes and it cracks open. Well, that's that's water in there.
0: Yeah. Well, this article suggested cracking them first, mixing them, and then freezing them.
1: Oh well, sure, that's fine. But you've if actually you've
0: actually uh, so this is interesting to me. You've frozen whole eggs before. Sure. Just toss the whole thing like in the curtain in the freezer.
1: Well, it was more like a inadvertent thing from when I was. Mm -hmm. a homesteader and living off of a propane refrigerator that had a really bad thermostat. So sometimes Mm. it would freeze. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would uh, be too warm and it would freeze all my eggs Uh every now and then. Like
0: frozen solid? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. 40 year old RV refrigerator. Um, Anyway, um, with a bad seal and 110 degree temperatures, it,
0: Oh, hi, yeah aye, aye.
1: So, um, yeah, you know, you got to crank it up to 12 out of 10 and then it doesn't work and then it works really good at night and then it doesn't, you know. So, yeah. So, the, anyway, the point is if you freeze whole eggs, um, they'll crack and you won't notice until you thaw it out mm-hmm. because the cracks are small mm-hmm. and then you have to use all your eggs. So, don't take out eggs that you don't plan on using mm-hmm. right away. Because you have to use them right away, because they'll huh. they'll have little cracks in them.
0: So I gotta ask you: When you froze the eggs, did they behave just like a normal unfrozen egg, or was, did they? Was there anything different about them?
1: You know, I don't remember.
0: But you were able to cook with them just fine, as far as you recall.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, look cool. at me now. <laughs> You're still alive <laughs>
0: to tell the tale. <laughs> and I'm just fine. That's a fine. good sign. Yeah, I was just wondering, because a lot of people, when they're baking, the texture, the way that these things... Cooking is chemistry, so a lot of times you do things to a certain... You freeze it or heat it up, it changes its chemistry, so that's why I asked. Yeah,
1: that's way beyond my barbaric sensibilities.
0: I imagine that if you can stick it in a container and freeze it, the shell is just really a container. So why not, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so...
0: The advantage of that would be most recipes call for uh, eggs in a certain quantity. And once you mix them up, you're not going to know how many eggs are in there. Yeah, that was... So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, I just thought of something that I haven't read anywhere else before, but it might be an idea worth considering now that we're talking about the portions of the eggs and how difficult that might be to thaw out a portion of this giant block of mixed up eggs, that um, perhaps you could... Mix them up and then put them in, say, an ice cube tray and then freeze those and put them in like a freezer lock ziplock bag. So because that seems like it's about the size of a small egg, so then you could kind of test that out and uh, have a measurable amount. You could find out ahead of time just how much will one of those hold. So that, that might be an idea worth considering or, you know, something else that you can Portions with your frozen egg mixture. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's it for the cabinet of chicken curiosities mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Terribly curious.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, onward. Onward. So, today we're going to just sort of talk about. Uh, we've mentioned this thing before where most of the news stories that we see when we're looking for. St- stories for the cabinet of curiosities uh has to do with local ordinances allowing Mm. chickens not allowing chickens kind of allowing chickens well we allow them if they're standing on one foot you know whatever (laughs) the local thing is and how there's basically just all these right to have backyard chicken wars going on all over the country and uh so I noticed that that is a concern for a lot of people, too, mm-hmm. online, and um, people aren't just interested in, you know, what's happening in their city, but they are interested in what's happening in other people's cities because they rightfully see that, you know, the national gestalt on mm-hmm. backyard chickens, so to speak mm-hmm. I think I'm using that word Which correctly the
0: pendulum swinging really. Right, yeah.
1: yeah So I thought we would just talk about that And maybe uh, we can talk about people's successes mm-hmm. uh, What the issues are Yeah And so if you are involved locally with being a chicken advocate um, You know, maybe it'll be beneficial Yeah, yeah So, Yeah we're going to talk about that um so stepping back and looking at the big picture i think what we're seeing is a sort of um attitudinal disagreement about what living in town means Mm -hmm. you know um and sort of um What should be considered normal for lifestyle? You know, a hundred years ago in this country, it was everybody had a couple chickens. Mm -hmm. You know, well, obviously not everybody, but, you know, it was a pretty normal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, People were told to uh, raise backyard chickens as their patriotic duty in World War II. Um, And, you know, that was sixty, seventy years ago. Um and so on. So, you know, what I keep seeing is, oh my gosh, we live in town. This isn't what is this? A barn? Is mm-hmm. this a farm? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Versus, well I've I just want to have two to six hens in my backyard to provide some eggs for my family. That's not really a farm. They're mm-hmm. kind of like our pets anyway. You know, so there's this mm-hmm. just sort of perspective war.
0: It's kind of like a chickens are a little bit of a gray area. They don't know what category to put them in, pets or livestock.
1: Right, yeah. And that's that's the other general theme is um, I've seen a lot of local governments that if you read between the lines, the basic attitude is this is unfamiliar, I don't know where to categorize this issue. I don't want to deal with threshing out who's right and who's wrong. And either way I pick, uh, somebody's going to be unhappy. So why don't we table this discussion until next quarter's meeting Mm -hmm. or, you know.
0: I think it's low on their priority list a lot of times, too, right? Um, compared to a lot of the other issues. Um, so it tends to get kind of tabled while people sweat it out with their chickens wondering,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you
0: know, what's going to happen? Can they have oh, them? Can yeah. they not have them? You know?
1: That's the thing that really kind of surprised me was the sheer volume of, we will allow chickens for six months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, so I'm going to go buy these birds... That are supposed to live for how many years? Like eight years, nine years And sometimes. then in six months, I'm going to find out if I get to keep them. Mm-hmm. What do I do if the answer is no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, very strange way to approach that. To, yeah. You know, it's kind of.
0: It's like maybe they don't, that kind of... Why don't we
1: try having children for a few months, dear?
0: It's like they don't understand <laughs> right? that they are like pets or children. It's like they kind of are stuck in the mindset that they're livestock. So it's like, well, who cares? You know, yeah. it's an investment, but not an emotional investment that would be heartbreaking yeah. to get rid of.
1: <clears throat> so there's this sort of... I think whenever you want to affect change... um, in law, the law, you know, whenever you want to try to convince the government to do something about the law, you have to look at it from their perspective, you know, and, uh, their perspective is a lot of, I'm not sure what to do about this. Mm -hmm. If I make these people happy, these people are angry at me. Mm -hmm. If if I make these people happy, these pink, People are angry at me, and I've got to say, you know, never mind freaking what's right and what's wrong. It's all about appeasing people. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't we have rights? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it just be no? I have the right to have a chicken. If Grandma hapshat over there doesn't like it, that Who doesn't cares? matter.
0: Yeah, it's your own backyard. That's gra- I mean, her problem. Know. As long I, as they're not, I sm- thought that yeah. this country
1: wasn't run by consensus. And it was based on rights, but maybe I don't remember that correctly. And sorry. Anyway, (laughs) um, that's just an aside. So uh, like that one article that we read where it was the, it was like a city planner or somebody Mm -hmm. saying, basically, you know, the problem with this issue is that we can't monitor it with our livestock farming laws because Mm -hmm. four chickens in your backyard we're not going to have the usda come to your backyard to you know but on the other hand um they're not quite pets either and so we don't really know what to do with this and at first that sounded like a lame cop out but then i thought about it like if you roll a stump out into your backyard Mm -hmm. and start chopping the heads off of your cats. Mm -hmm. Somebody will call the cops Mm -hmm. and you'll go to jail. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: No question. Yeah. But if you do that with your chickens and the neighbors call the cops and the cops come over, you just go, well, yeah, they're chickens. They're farm animals. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, well, but we can't regulate that with farming standards because this is a backyard pet. You know, yeah. so hmm. you have to look at it from the lawmaker's perspective of how do I even properly frame this issue mm-hmm. and the answer is, I don't know, so I'm just not going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. and we get this funny thing that I've seen in a few articles where it's um what was that animal control officer said?
0: Uh, uh, oh, it's kind of like don't ask, don't tell. Kind of just like if it's complaint driven. Just complaint like, driven. We're just not gonna, we're not gonna investigate if someone complains. That that fine, was it. She
1: said, uh,
0: if we don't hear about it, they com- don't exist. It's complaint
1: much. driven. It's not like we're going around looking for chickens. There aren't a lot of chickens around here, at least not that I know of. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Right, right. Kind of like if you don't draw attention to yourself and your chickens, then uh, we're not going to come after you. And she mentioned, you know, some of the main reasons that they're called out is because um, the chickens get out into public areas or they get attacked by a uh, neighbor, you know, neighboring dog or something like that. Right. Or they're loud, something. So if you keep your chickens under control, I bet a lot of places, you know, if you just are discreet. Probably get away with it. And one of the things I read on some of the advocates for people getting the laws passed, they said the more people already have backyard chickens illegally and are kind of like (laughs) breaking the law or whatever, the more likely um, the local government is to just be like, oh, God, okay, yeah, you know, we saw how that. How are we going to reinforce or enforce this?
1: Where the city council person basically said, "We have to write a law about this. We have to make it legal because mm-hmm. too many people are breaking the law." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I re- I read an article about someone recently getting like a misdemeanor, which is ridiculous <sighs> for having illegal chickens. And uh, how outraged well, the community was, and everybody stood up and said, "This is such." Did they nonsense. have a hundred of
1: them, or um, like four?
0: No, I believe I. It was a smaller amount. Yeah. It was like six. I think chickens. Yeah,
1: that's a misdemeanor. What an insane isn't country! That ridiculous. What a what a crazy, crazy yeah. country.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then the other one. I think uh, most places you'll get. I think civil disobedience or something ah. for. For having chickens illegally. You renegade. I know, right? Jeez. So So.
1: I'm not going to tell people to break the law, but I'm going to tell people that it's general, that that there, as far as I know, aren't any municipalities anywhere that are like proactively going around trying to find chickens. Yeah. It's all complaint driven. And when you're trying to decide whether or not you sh- should have chickens and what your local laws are, consider whether or not uh, violations are complaint-driven.
0: Right. And uh, if you want to know what your city's uh, laws are... You hear the are, subtext. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you do want to find out the details, you can go on My Pet Chicken, and they have a, oh. they have a list of every single place that you can look up and... Uh, sometimes they are not updated properly, but for the most part, they're accurate.
1: Well, my God, that's a huge project.
0: Yeah, it's that's pretty cool, but um, so you can kind of find out, and if it is illegal, I'd say you know bribe, talk to your neighbors first, bribe your neighbors, <laughs> um, you know, offer them some free eggs, find out what their attitude is about it, because it it's just an awful thing to put all that energy and time into raising chickens, and then and then find out your neighbors really hate them and. Yeah. And uh then they got to go. So one
1: way the government solves things and we saw this over the last 10 or 15 years with um cannabis being illegal is we don't really want to have to cut through all of the red tape and work and arguing with people and mm-hmm. lobbying and money process. and advertising yeah. and debating to make this legal. So We're just going to pretend like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. It's still illegal. Don't do it. But we're going to go shove our head in this hole over here. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which, gosh, I would probably want to do that if. Shove my head in a hole if I was a city council person with a bunch of people yammering at me about are the neighbors chickens chicken? like man yeah. find something to worry about but seriously <laughs> so yeah um one thing that you can you know if if chickens are illegal in your area you can kind of look into it and get a sense you know is this no really we don't want you having chickens or is this Well, it's illegal because we don't want to deal with changing that, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that can be instructional, Um, which makes me think of another thing that a lot of people don't know, which is just because something is illegal doesn't mean you can't do it legally. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to get a variance, Right. And variances are used for a lot of things, but uh the most common is uh building code, mm-hmm. you know, like um Let's say there's some sort of smoke ordinance in a city, but you live you you have a historic farm and you're a blacksmith and the public comes all over there to visit your Thing and you're doing blacksmith demos and then the government, other part of the government comes along and goes, oh, you're doing this illegally. We're shutting you down. Well, you can go and apply for a variance mm-hmm. and say it's basically you just going to the government and saying, please make an exception. I've got a good reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, We saw a story about that where this guy uh, had like 20 no, it yeah, it had like 20 chickens for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And the government came, came and said, sorry, you can only have four. And he basically hooked up with a city council person. Mm-hmm. And that guy pulled weight yeah. and he got his variants. Cool. Which, you know, is uh, corruption. Uh-huh. But <laughs> at least the guy got his chickens. Yeah.
0: I so. read about another person who their yard you're supposed to have let's just say the chicken coop needs to be 20 feet away on each side from the neighbors and their yard happened to be of a size where they couldn't do that anywhere it could be 15 feet away on each side and the one one neighbor just really didn't want the chickens and said nah you know you can't do it Um, so what they did is they applied for a variance and they got the neighbor on the other side to allow them to have the chickens closer to their side Uh and then it still had the chickens the Uh the Uh amount that they needed on the other
1: side fantastic
0: so there's all kinds of things and also the way the laws are written uh they might they might be so vague and um poorly written that you might still be able to keep your chickens because they say livestock or barn animals or uh different things like that instead of specifically poultry so yeah you know, that might be kind of a, a battle. And sometimes if you get into it with the city on things like that, you can end up um, being an, a, them wanting to make an example of you and be like, yeah. hey, don't mess with us. So you have to be prepared to take on the consequences of uh, taking on the, the city and being a wayward child, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but, so, you know, but.
1: Renegade chicken haver.
0: Yeah, you, you never know. Sometimes they might just go, oh, Fine it does say that we don't want to fight this have mm-hmm. your chickens whatever
1: so going back to that thing i was talking about where government officials don't know how to address the issue mm-hmm. one way to deal with that is go look up the um the uh lo- code i think not legislation municipal code the code For some other place Mm -hmm. that allows it and you want to pick a place that's kind of similar like if you live in I don't know Manhattan uh, you know Bent Elkney Kentucky is probably not the model to give to (laughs) your city council people right but um, you know maybe San Francisco would Mm -hmm. be or Mm -hmm. something like that so you want to you want to make it seeable Right. And what you want to hand them is a, look, you can take this blueprint here, hold it up in the air, and go, this works over there, mm-hmm. so we know it's a good idea.
0: And be the hero, because really, tons of people love chickens. They're mm-hmm. incredibly popular.
1: Mm-hmm. So, And, um, yeah, uh, that that helps them a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the credibility of ideas, you know. Um, and reassurance you know they can go look at um bent Elkney, kentucky and go oh yeah see those people they have chickens and it's fine you know like i would probably take out a photocopy a bunch of articles from uh what's that city we drive through where there's chickens running all over the place
0: live oak or yuba city yuba city Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i'd probably go look up a bunch of stuff from yuba city yeah and how that's Or Live Oak Mm -hmm, because that's mm -hmm. an even better example because they have a festival. It's actually generating yeah. All that and go look at how popular chickens are. Look Mm -hmm. that people actually like this. Mm -hmm. Look that it's a conversational thing. Yeah. Stop. I saw this one thing where and this blew me away actually. Mm -hmm. So they made the some city council somewhere made a decision. Okay, yes, you can have four chickens, Mm -hmm. and it was one of those. Before. It used to be zero. Now it's four. Mm -hmm. So they decided, Mm -hmm. you know, and people went out and started getting chicken stuff Mm -hmm. and ordering Mm -hmm. birds. And Ah. then the city council person rescinded their vote (gasps) on the legislation and it became illegal again. Oh, God. And when they asked the guy why he rescinded his vote, he said, well, after the vote, I had... Uh, Six people approach me and tell me that they had concerns about allowing backyard chickens, Mm -hmm. including that it was a hot town and it might be cruel to have chickens in such a hot place, Hmm. which is like the dumbest freaking argument, Hmm. you know, because I what is it? Death Valley? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, I I don't remember where it was. As a
0: good caretaker of a animal, you can figure out. So they have
1: no livestock in that state, Mm -hmm. or dogs, or cats. So the point I'm making is that this guy got convinced to go back on his vote by six people. By six people, folks, think about that. God. Now, how much does talking to your city council person? About your concerns uh, matter in some kind. Of, I mean, I don't remember how big of the city it mm-hmm. was, but well, imagine even if that was a small town, you know, that right, mm-hmm. or even three right, and, and at least made it. It's always a ambivalent, squeaky wheel, you know. You know, <laughs> isn't that amazing though? That how is amazing? How can you have? A system of government where, like, law is decided and then arbitrarily repealed and two not, days later because someone talked after, you out of it.
0: After you see like chaos. this uptick in uh, people buying chicken stuff, people purchasing chickens, right? And, right. and then you decide not to. What right. happens to all those chickens? Yeah. Where do they go? You know, I, I mean, don't maybe know. Maybe people just keep them anyway, yeah. like, but.
1: But the other important part of that story is this guy was persuaded by really dumb arguments.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really dumb arguments so out there.
1: If we <laughs> want, uh, it, you know, pro-chicken legislation passed, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we need to be there mm-hmm. with better and have a counter
2: arguments. argument.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which. That kind of argument is almost beneath countering. but Right. Anyway.
0: But yeah, and, and have numbers behind you. Get people together. Sign petitions. Get them to show up at the city council meetings. And even arrange your own hearings at the city council to present them ideas right. and take an active role. You know, get... Uh, find out people who are very influential in your community who would be supportive of your cause and get them to show up because yeah. So there's kind of a
1: Trojan horse way to uh, get chicken legislation in that I saw where Mm -hmm. um, they passed a law in this one town for, I think it was six chickens, Mm -hmm. a house Mm -hmm. and it was, they, they were very clear about this. They passed the law To enable a specific church to have a 4 H program.
0: Ah. Hmm.
1: The church had chickens. Mm -hmm. And there was a 4 H program, and the kids were coming, and the families were coming, and the town liked that. So, oh, wait, the church's chicken? Did I just say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The
0: church's chicken. The
1: church's chicken is illegal. (laughs) (laughs) This will not stand, you know, (laughs) so they passed the law to just to cater to that church. So what that tells me is if you can get some local big organization to be convinced that they should have chickens for Mm -hmm. some reason, Mm -hmm. like, say, the school has a gardening program. The the senior
0: center has chickens. Something like
1: that. Mm -hmm. Then then the city council has to tell a recognized institution that helps the public no, you can't help the public, hmm
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and they can't just say, "Well, only the church can have chickens, right, so far, anyway, <laughs> but um you know, so that's that's a tactic, yeah definitely, that, uh apparently works,
0: yeah, yeah, hmm. So do we want to go over some of the dumb arguments there are that people frequently oh, use? Oh, do you have a for... list? Well, I, I do have some. Sure. I don't think I have all of them, but, well, but maybe gosh, we could talk about just some of them. How could you compile
1: a list of all the dumb arguments?
0: So, I mean, <laughs> the first one, of course, is chickens are noisy. Roosters are noisy. They're they're a noise nuisance for oh. some people. As far as decibels go, they fall into the noise nuisance range. I forget what it is. Yeah. But hens...
1: But barking dogs don't?
0: Uh... let me continue okay Um, anyway sorry a lot of people don't know we all know probably but that you don't need a rooster so the first thing to let people know as far as like when you approach them about having chickens let them know you don't need a rooster you know Mm -hmm. just hens as far as hens the set um hens actually when they cackle it's usually only when they're laying an egg is when they get very 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 loud right right. and that's um usually only once a day maybe twice a day if you've got a real crazy egg laying breed and that is usually no more than 70 decibels and just to give you an idea of how loud that is um, a lawnmower or a barking dog is typically between 90 and 100 decibels so Hens really aren't that loud. So it's not a very good argument as far as why um, you shouldn't keep them. There's many things we do on a regular basis um, to maintain our yards and, um, you know, our other pets that we have that are much, much louder than hens. This is not true of roosters, but hens, they're not really that loud. So that's, that's one of the silly arguments that people say all the time.
1: Yeah really just too too loud huh
0: yeah yeah that's a really really common one i
1: I think that just comes down to i don't like different
0: yeah totally totally if you were
1: blaring hip-hop or yeah you know tv with all the windows open
0: that would be fine right (laughs) (laughs) 24-hour lawnmower yeah yeah that would be fine i guess but um
1: yeah. So, well, what else have we got in the? So
0: we've got um, that they attract predators, and that's a that's a really that's really weird. common one. People are worried that the chickens are going to attract uh, rodents and predators, and that those are going to those animals are going to come and harm their pets, like their cats and things. But actually, cats are some of the worst predators on the planet as right. far as domesticated pets go, and they create more of a nuisance than chickens. Ever will they told um, me
1: in park management that feral cats, mm-hmm. just the feral ones, not mm-hmm. not the domesticated ones, mm-hmm. kill a million songbirds a yeah. year in North America.
0: And um, domestic cats kill a ton, a ton. I don't remember the numbers. I used to work at the wildlife rescue place, but many, many, especially fledgling birds, oh, yeah. um, come into the hospital because cats. Sure, sure, sure. Cats catch them. And um, the thing with this is that predators are already in your right. neighborhood. They're already there.
1: Right. Your chicken coop does not yeah. increase the population of foxes no. by virtue of existing.
0: Predators <laughs> are in your neighborhood. They're going through your garbage can. They're going through your compost pile. They're eating your dog food. They're eating your cat food. They Don't are... Don't let them
1: do that, by the way. Yeah.
0: There's things you can do to get them, get them you know, keep them away. But the point is, is that chickens are not going to bring more predators around than are already there. They may bring predators to the chickens because the predators are already there and they see a food source that's new, but honestly,
1: yeah.
0: So it's true with the trash can and, um, you know, chickens, they actually sometimes have been known to eat rodents and Mm -hmm. cockroaches and mosquitoes and things Mm -hmm. like that. But, um, Yeah, the big thing with that is that's that's so easy to remedy too. If you are drawing um, predators because of leaving food out for them, which you never want to do, no matter what kind of pet you have, but just bring it in, especially at night. A lot of them are nocturnal, and keep it covered. Keep your the food source um, yeah. where only your pet can can get to it in like a well lit area that's like heavy traffic that mm-hmm. your pet feels comfortable going in. But um, yeah. That's a big argument people have against um, chickens.
1: I'll just throw something in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I had an internship with uh, local county vector control. And um, if you are feeding your cats and dogs outside, stop doing that. It doesn't matter even if they eat it all and you leave the bowl out there. Mm -hmm. Don't even leave an empty food bowl out there. Mm Why? Why? because it smells like food, and it will draw scavengers, mm-hmm. raccoons, foxes, whatever, mm-hmm. to that food bowl. Mm-hmm. And then there is the possibility of them deciding it's theirs. And um, the, the most common call-out we had to go trap animals was um, my little poodle dog. Mm -hmm. went outside for breakfast this morning and raccoons rolled him Mm -hmm. (laughs) beat the snot out of my dog yeah or or even maybe killed it yeah um and that's even if you leave that food bowl empty it's covered with food residue it smells and animals if they get hungry enough will come by just to lick Mm -hmm. that bowl and the thing is that um a lot of diseases spread mm-hmm. by saliva. So you've got some uh, coyote with feline uh, leukemia mm-hmm. licking all over your cat's food bowl mm-hmm. or and, your and dog's food with bowl.
0: Roundworms, parasites. Yeah, it's and just. Certain things can be transmitted to humans from your you know
2: pet and, to you. and the
1: the negative consequences of feeding your animals outside get worse than that mm-hmm. from there but I won't go into that cuz that's not what we're doing here I just wanted to throw in if you're doing that stop
0: yeah and realize also that like you have the power to control that at the wildlife rescue place um I worked at um we got a lot of calls about you know raccoons opossums in their yard and people were so resistant to the idea of that they had to change their behavior to prevent oh, it from yeah. happening. It's ridiculous. We try to educate people. We can come take the raccoon or whatever it is away, but there will be more to come back. As yeah. long as you do, you have what is drawing them to your property, right. you have to do things differently. So of course, yeah. People are so resistant. They're like, no, there, j- there just must be a way that I can keep doing what I'm doing and have them just disappear. But that is
1: <laughs> unfortunately
0: control, not true. <laughs>
1: uh, we wouldn't trap until they corrected.
0: Oh, wow. All
2: the that's vent screens great. had to be
1: sealed up. If you had a deck that skunks were living oh, under, good. it had to be excluded. Mm-hmm. The pet food had to stop being fed outside. Ah, smart. And if um, – or or the work had to be in progress at being mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And if we had to come back a second time because you were going to patch up your vent screens and you didn't, mm-hmm. then we –
0: to be deal with the raccoons. <laughs> no, nope, no trapping.
1: Sorry, you had your one we kill animals for you mm-hmm. token, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, because yeah, we don't want to, to be coming be back every either, six you know? months to kill whatever raccoon filled the a raccoon could live here yeah. void that you have under your deck.
0: One of the other absolutely silly ones is that they decrease the property value. Can you believe it? Oh, gosh. But honestly, I just cro- I came across just the How? other day they're noisy smelly disease ridden you know loud all these all these things you know but i actually saw this real estate article for portland and it was a big real estate blog for one of the major ones where they kind of showcase different kinds of houses and stuff mm-hmm. and the one i saw was talking about how houses with chicken coops are a thing they're very yeah. like she people want it's actually like well, a sure. selling point they don't actually kind of increased the property value and it showed several that were in the like, you know, definitely like three hundred to six hundred thousand dollar enormous high end homes that had some absolutely fantastic little chicken coops and stuff and uh Well, yeah. Yeah, so that's well, that's just uh
1: look at your own situation. Yeah. I mean here we are sweating our sweating my hairline off. Mm-hmm. Um outside <laughs> trying to build a uh chicken coop mm-hmm. in the middle of we just bought this house and of course there's a hundred other freaking projects that come with that and as mm-hmm. a consequence we're moving these chickens back and forth and buying tractors and mm-hmm. you know throwing wet sheets over them and just generally it's
0: just nail biting,
1: running around having a smurf fire drill <laughs> and uh you know wouldn't it have been great if You know, a cute little gingerbread Victorian chicken house came with this place.
2: Oh, I would have loved that.
1: Would would we pay a few thousand extra for that? I think without noticing, (laughs) probably. (laughs) Yeah. Just to go. Oh, sweet! All I have to do is show up, throw my chickens in in this perfect.
0: Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I can totally see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: And if I wanted to advocate for chickens Mm -hmm. in my local. Government, I would be photocopying stuff like that, yeah, and bringing a big pile Positive to the city stories. council person.
0: Yeah, yeah, you it's know, when-
1: something to think about. You know, um, I used to live in uh, this. Well, I lived outside of this town, Livermore, and they um, really wanted to be Napa,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so they put in like a slate sidewalk in their mm-hmm. downtown area, which is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slate sidewalk. Wow, fancy for blocks. Jeez, um, and like these big giant arbor things on all the corners and what they're trying to do is boost the attractiveness Mm -hmm. of the city you know they the those those people are always thinking about growth
0: and how to be more like prestigious and like bougie and stuff (laughs) yeah
1: because they want to stand on growth Mm -hmm. look at me i made all of your property values go up you know how cool is that Mm so you know obviously when grandma whoever is oh my property values because of stinky chickens you know whether or not that makes any sense what matters to the city council person is that his voter thinks that her property value is going down because of his chicken law Mm -hmm. so you know um
0: so maybe when you're making these presentations to the city and using examples you use try to use examples from like more
2: yeah,
1: Up
0: and coming kind of like popular cities that are that are kind of on the cutting edge of
1: look at how you know, this city's uh, chickens running everywhere mm-hmm. gets them in the news use Texas and how it's all positive news mm-hmm. you remember know?
0: that that article we read about how. I mean, most cities have issues with how to get rid of their food waste and their garbage uh, Mm -hmm. disposal systems, and Mm -hmm. they were encouraging people to actually get chickens because the chickens take care of that issue.
1: You're going to have to make these people's arguments for them because Mm -hmm. your average city council person has not spent a great deal of time thinking about whether or not backyard chickens are good for society. They don't know all the positive arguments, so when somebody shows up with oh they smell bad you know Mm. their scoreboard is negative one positive zero yeah oh that's and and you end up with the situation where the city council guy walked back his vote because some person came along and said boy this is a really hot area you think it's wrong to keep chickens in such a hot area
0: mm-hmm, yeah or you know the other person comes and says i want chickens but they have nothing to back that up and the person's just like why why is this even important who who cares if you have chickens we have chickens in giant that's warehouses what we have stores for yeah you know? so we have stores for you know so you have to convince them
1: you have to feed people arguments in that situation yeah well do we have any more ridiculous reasons for not wanting chickens in your city
0: maybe you can think of some have you have you seen any others because there was more but i didn't write them all down oh
1: bad arguments for
0: (laughs) (laughs) and how to come i mean there's endless ones but uh you know there's the one where they're they're stinky and spread disease but you know they're only if you don't care for them. And uh, you had a suggestion earlier that you mentioned to me how you thought all of this could be solved just by um kind of like raising the bar for the chicken laws and just being like, if they're going to be in the city, they have to kind of meet the same criteria as you would treat pets as far pet, as their living yeah. conditions. That's a, a
1: really conservative position. Yeah. And, uh. That gets into problems if you want to harvest like animals for meat, them. because yeah. like I said, you can't just go lopping the heads off of your cats in the front yard or uh-huh, uh-huh. you'll get but locked all up. But
0: slaughtering animals on um, property, like rural or not, I think you have to do it inside a building or something. You can't just do it in your... Well, what your I'm
1: saying is that if, if the chickens are viewed legally as pets, mm-hmm. you can't... Chop up and yeah, chicken, eat your pets
0: Chickens are funny They're one of the few animals That's really like So the equally reason Equally a pet and livestock
1: The reason I suggested that Was to address the concern of We can't monitor this with livestock laws mm-hmm. But we don't want animals being abused mm-hmm. So it's like okay well then Demand that they be treated as pets That's mm-hmm. I wouldn't choose that route first Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's constricting but it's also better than nothing Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what other funny arguments Um, well in Texas it's good to know these bad arguments because they aren't the real reasons why people are against things they're just conversation stoppers Mm -hmm. and if your city council person isn't prepared for that conversation stopper then that person wins so these guys got to, uh, some people got a city in Texas to walk down the number of birds you're allowed to have by saying, um, well, we're concerned about cockfighting. Mm. So, you know, people with 15 birds, maybe mm. they're doing that for cockfighting.
0: 15 roosters or 15
1: birds? Bingo. Yeah, right. So big difference the there. correct response is, Okay, so roosters only, or one rooster per mm-hmm. eight hens, or whatever makes it prohibitive to the cockfighter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm.
0: that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's another one of those silly. You know, there's 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 workarounds. Yeah, for it, yeah. but um.
0: You might just anticipate your adversary's argument and have the uh, counter argument ready, mm-hmm. so that uh, yeah, you become more credible your yep.
2: opinion
1: yeah so i don't know i think that that's most of the issue yeah, that comes to yeah, mind yeah. um i can't think of too many angles we didn't hit that yeah, from
0: yeah I, ag- I agree unless you have something hiding up your sleeve i think i've mentioned everything i
2: have all right well so. <laughs> good now
1: let's let's just call that covered okay um and if anybody has any questions or comments about that we'd love to hear from you uh you can contact us on facebook at the twin beaks chicken church Uh page or just the twin beaks chicken podcast Mm -hmm. the uh, difference is the oh i'm sorry yes the twin beaks chicken church group yeah yeah and the twin beaks chicken And if
0: you don't know the difference, a group is where everybody who's a member participates And a page is where only the administrators can contribute So you can go there to find out what we're sharing The other one is for everyone to share
1: I'm I'm not sure we really have a good reason to have both anymore at Uh, this point But but we're doing, there's a lot of fun stuff over at the group And we do post the podcast on the page Uh, We also post other stuff over at the group Just random chicken stuff that gets sent to us or that we find that we can't use for the show because it's visual or pictures of our chickens or j- chicken All sorts jokes, of stuff other yeah. people's anyway oh speaking... i got a joke real quick oh okay
0: <laughs> what do you get when you cross a chicken with a cement mixer
1: i don't know a
0: brick layer
1: oh dear <laughs> oh dear oh anyway sorry oh ouch Um, so yeah, check us out there on Facebook. That is also a great place to get in touch with us if you want to send us for, excuse me, uh, that's a great place to get in touch with us when you send us your pictures of you and your chickens or maybe your kids and your chickens or your chickens and Sasquatch or maybe just chickens.
0: Or vampire chickens.
1: Vampire chickens. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Avia, who was on the show back a few episodes, posted a picture of a chicken with its inner eyelid closed and the outer <laughs> eyelid open.
0: looked kind of like a zombie.
1: It was so cool.
0: I hardly ever seen chicken pictures of chickens with that little membrane eyelid closed.
1: Yeah, that was neat. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, we have a web page, TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.com, where there's a forum, some art, some photos. That's where we post the uh, podcast and its descriptions. Um, you can get in touch with us there at the contact page, or you can email us just at twinbeakschickenpodcast at TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.gmail.com. Amber, tell us about your Pinterest page.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I have many old Pinterest and weird and strange and interesting pictures of chickens and all different kinds of art styles that I enjoy. And um, a lot of them are linked to interesting articles, and a lot of them are surreal, occult, anthropology-based, kind of just all the odd stuff about chickens you could you could ever want. So that is yeah. on Pinterest. It's called the Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast on there if you want to uh, check out some visual delights.
1: And... One thing I really like to do is read iTunes reviews from our listeners. Um, We'd love to hear what you guys think about the show. So please go by iTunes, leave us a review on there. It will help us rank in the podcast catalog of theirs and make it easier for other people to find the show. So we would really appreciate it uh both on a feedback level and a helping us get the podcast out to people because we really want to grow the audience because the audience is what makes this special and more than just Amber and I talking to each other about chickens <laughs> and on that note thank you all very much for listening thank and you. we look forward to talking with you again next week
0: yes see you then
1: you know, Amber, I've been thinking a lot lately about what we can do to make America great again. Don't laugh. No, really. And I was just thinking about, you know, back in the good old days when America was great, well, every morning you'd wake up to the sound of the rooster crowing, right? You know, and I think really what's wrong with this country is this that there's there's a lot of hens out there and we as Americans, well, we can't rooster like we used to. <laughs> this is Zydeco Joe in the Lazé Le Bon Temps rouler Band.